Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Welcome, I'm Pastor Nathan Pastor here at Elk River Lutheran I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries Jeremy Holkus, Intern Pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music, Ministry, and Worship. And this is the third Sunday of Advent, and so we're going to continue with the lighting of the Advent wreath. And as we do that, uh, we're going to hear from the Ethan family to light some candles for us mm -hmm. and share some readings and a prayer. Uh, but I also want to just share uh, an opportunity, a reminder that we, as Elk River Lutheran Church, have prepared a daily Advent devotion. So if you have Advent candles at home, or even if you don't, you can find this daily devotion on our website where each day an Elk River Lutheran member has put together a little reflection on the Advent and Christmas season, uh, reflected on music, scripture, and just shared stories. And so they, they're just fun to read and a great way to kind of pause and take a little extra devotional time too. So if you haven't been doing those yet, I encourage you to check those out. They're wonderful. And so uh, for this morning though, we're going to light some candles with the Ethan family. So uh, Ethan's, take it away. I'm Dan. I'm Leah. I'm Levi. I'm Libby. I'm Zolo. I'm Cody. Here's Cody. Okay, go ahead. Today we celebrate the joyous white in Christ as we light three candles on the every three white candles. Two candles. Scripture tells us, for it is God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has sown in our hearts to give the light to the no of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are... All children of the day we are not of the night or the darkness. First Thessalonians chapter five verse four to five. Let us pray together. Start your power, Lord Christ, and come. Fill us and this whole world with your joyous light for you live and reign. With the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Oh, 
cute. Ethan family, so good to see you again in this way. Thank you for doing that. It's just so oh good to gosh. see your faces. Yeah, I got to talk with Leah a little bit this week. She's playing flute for our service tonight. Yeah. It's for the Vesper service, so. Oh, y'all, we miss seeing your faces uh, in person, young and old alike. And so it's great when we get to see you via video. And so thank you for doing that. And hope you got your Advent candles lit at home as well. Uh, we're going to continue with our scripture reading for this morning, which is a portion of the Christmas story. And so we'll uh, turn it to uh, Jim Hecker, our reader for this morning. The reading today is a continuation of the Christmas story from Luke 2 after Jesus was born and laid in the manger. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, thank you, Jim, for reading that uh, portion of the Christmas story. And we are going to, as Jeremy said at the beginning, meet some shepherds, I believe, this morning and mm -hmm. uh, have a little fun reflecting on this part of the Christmas story. And so, Buckle up, folks. Uh, we're going on a ride here this morning, am I right? Uh, so here we go. We'll continue with the sermon short. Breaking news this morning. We'll have a couple of eyewitness accounts of some bright light and heavenly music over the skies of Bethlehem. We'll turn our live coverage to some shepherds. Wait a minute. Is that right? Do we trust the testimony of shepherds? Hmm. Okay. I guess that is right. Turn now to Malik, Jesse, and Jael for live coverage. Hi folks, I am Malik and this is Jesse and Jael and we are shepherds. We have 200 head of sheep and me and my partners pretty much live in this field and keep watch over the sheep day and night. There's never much excitement out here in the fields, but one time Jesse lost his staff and that was pretty hilarious. He did find it the next day, but we still laugh about that one, but not much happens around here. Yeah, that time I lost my lucky staff. These guys still gave me a bunch of guff about that. It was pretty funny, though. That was the most exciting thing that's ever happened around here. Until tonight, that is. Tonight, we were sitting around this fire, and Malik was telling the story about when I lost my lucky staff. And just as we were just about to all start laughing, this bright, shining angel shows up and tells us about a special baby being born in Bethlehem. Yeah, 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. The whole sky was lit up and they were all singing. It was more exciting than when I went to a Nathan and the Na Nazarene's concert in Nazareth. Yeah, they told us to go to Bethlehem to see the baby, but they wouldn't even have to tell us to do that because we were already grabbing our stuff. And we were about to go and meet the kid. It's not every day you find out that the savior of the world's being born right down the road. So we're heading out now, have a hard time believing the Messiah was born in a stable, but I guess we'll see soon enough. For more in-depth coverage, we turn now to intern Pastor Jeremy. Thanks, Shep, and thanks, Shepherds. This is not your typical shepherd in a bathrobe nativity story, but an encounter with the heavenly hosts. See, the shepherds were at home, and anyone who knows a thing or two about shepherds, if something exciting happens in the world of a shepherd, it's usually never a good thing. Usually a wolf or a sheep has wandered off. That's the time that it gets pretty exciting in a shepherd's world. Shepherds? They're typically the outsiders of the community. Shepherds throughout history were such an unsavory group that their testimony wasn't even allowed in court. The Gospel writer Luke makes the point of saying to the entire world, the first people to hear the good news, they're not religious leaders or political officials, it's the shepherds who are the first to hear and the first to share the message of the birth of the Messiah. Yet the shepherds, upon hearing the good news, would do what any of us would do. They're terrified, and rightfully so. Yet the angel presses on. Do not be afraid, for see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel comes to them out in their fields with a message of hope for the world. You see, it's no simple thing being proclaimed to all the world. Do not be afraid. For see, I bring bringing you good news of great joy for all people. In a year that is carried with it fear and anxiousness, good news of great joy would be a welcome treat. Anyone who spent 273 days with a couple of crazy sheep. <laughs> but who's counting? That's exactly what we're talking about. We can't wait to hear good news of great joy for all people. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, not bound by political leadership or ideology, but one promised by God throughout history. One who rescues us from our sin and enters into our story to take away the sins of the world. What good news that is. One of my favorite parts of the Gospel of Luke is this ending to this story. The multitude of the heavenly hosts is singing glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill to all the earth. And the shepherds can't wait. They pack up their bags and they head out to see the Messiah. They head out to see for themselves that Christ is here. I love the nativity story because it invites and empowers us to do foolish things that result in wondrous outcomes. The shepherds do what no sensible shepherd should do. They leave their sheep in the field grazing at night and they can't wait to go see the Messiah. And in doing so, they become the first to testify that Jesus, the Savior, 
the Son of David and the Lord has been born to us. Thanks be to God. Nathan and Nazarene back on tour July 2021. Get your tickets now. It's not too late to get your tickets now. I tried, but it's not working right now. Somehow the system isn't working. Ticketmaster's down? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, what a fun uh, imagining of the shepherds and the whole Christmas story. This part of it, these unlikely bearers of the good news. Uh, Ryan, Laura, Hunter, thank you. <laughs> well done, shepherds. Uh, yeah. uh, and Jeremy, thank you. You know, This is a, such an interesting part of the story, this unlikely bearers of good news. Right. I think we often, like, we hear it in the Sunday school version where they, yeah. the shepherds are just kind of wandering and whatever. And I love the, like, parts of the story that come to life when you start kind of picking it apart and going, wait a minute, they just packed up their stuff and they left. Like, they didn't this... bring their sheep with. <laughs> right. right. They just were so excited that they had to go see the Messiah. And, yeah. I, and I love that sort of wondering what faith would be like if we just packed up and left. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that you said, um, kind of gave us a little history of what shepherds were like right. and how they were viewed. Right. Just, I mean, even with uh, the the first guy, you know, shepherds, mm-hmm. he was, <laughs> you know, he said, wait, we can believe the message of a shepherd? I think that was just such a right. neat, neat, neat thing to know, right. you know. And they're completely unsavory. Like, it goes back to even writings in Aristotle and things like that. The shepherds are just viewed as so poor. Um, they're the people we don't trust with good things. That's yeah. why we stick them out in the field with sheep. Because mm-hmm. they don't do a good job of that either, because they leave at a moment's notice. Oh, gosh, those right. shepherds. It, I know. Yeah. Who can trust them? <laughs> right. But I love that that in our stories of faith, that the least of these are the ones that become raised up to be message um, yeah. bringers and yeah. mm-hmm. and witnesses to the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Just fascinating. It is. And I think during this time where we all have this kind of common darkness, I guess, or shared, yeah. like, you know, challenging time uh, of spending, how many days is it with the sheep? Yeah, 273 oh, from that's... then until today. That's yeah. so right. funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a lot of days with a couple of wild sheep in the house. Uh, you know, but we have this kind of shared experience that everyone's facing in different ways, right. and yet it is this kind of shared challenge and like hardship and uh i've been thinking about christmas eve and we're working on a little project for christmas eve and it's to communicate the the promise and power of light and hope that i think hope can feel so tenuous and so weak and helpless when things are really hard and yet i think the christmas story is all about how hope is anything but tenuous that it's not weak and helpless but that it is always there and ready to, you know, carry us through. That yeah. the light shines in the darkness and overpowers any of the fears and anxieties and worries that are just consuming us. And yet, those fears and anxieties and worries are so real. And so earlier uh, this week, I asked on our Facebook group, which if you're not a part of the Elk River Lutheran Facebook group, you can join that group. I asked to join, and we happily let you in. 
Um, and we had some kind of conversation there, and I asked, you know, the question, what are some of the fears and worries and anxieties that you are experiencing now? And we want to have some conversation about that here this morning as well. And so if you've shared already in the Facebook group, uh, feel free to share again here, but would love to invite you to ask you that question. What are the worries and fears and anxieties that are hanging heavy on you? Because I think it's important to name them, to both you know acknowledge that they're not the whole story, right? But yet these are very real things that we're experiencing. And so again, in the comments, we invite you to, to share some of those uh, in a word or a phrase. What are the worries and fears and anxieties that you're experiencing right now? And, and we'll share some here as well and the plan is we're going to use them so yes. we're just gonna we're not gonna name the people yeah. but we're gonna use them to write on some light and make yeah them and so these will be kind of shared uh, a little bit anonymously later on as a part of the uh, a christmas eve message about how the power of hope is is brighter than the darkness of these things and so Absolutely. there is a there is a purpose and a plan direction There's to all plan. this too yes. yeah 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 well, so what is what is worries and fears and anxieties look like for you all lately? What I think is interesting while you guys are thinking is about 250 days ago, it was a very different world. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't think this was going to last that long. And I yeah. think the beauty of coming into Advent in the season is that we've had all this time to really, really think about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I'm, you know, as a, as a student and an employee and as a dad who's uh, dealing with distance learning kids like I'm constantly in that space of what's the next thing going to be yeah. um, and so that space of ambiguous uncertainty is really where my mm. space is living right now yeah uncertainty is hard to live with right. I um I experience my I guess my fear and anxiety is just this lack of being able to freely go and see my family up north yeah, yeah. you know it it just I decided when the weather started getting cold and the numbers were rising, just not to, not to risk it, just to stay safe. And it's it's been tough. Yeah. Because I, I I I see other families and I see some of my family, you know, just being together. And I'm going, mm, I just wish that I could be there. So, I think that's a big thing for me right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I get that. I think I've been dwelling a lot on our country's um, division. Mm. Um, and I wonder if this wasn't during this COVID time, if I'd be paying this much attention to it. And mm. also, if it would be as divisive as it is because of our state, mm. you know, of how we are, not our state of Minnesota, but our state of, of being separate and apart. And we have so much more time to focus on things sure. and ramp them up. And, and, and emotions and anger and frustration, I think, are coming out sideways. I think somebody mm -hmm. said something yeah. about that. You, when you don't handle grief in a in a good way it mm. comes out sideways yeah and we're all experiencing grief not just people yep. that voted one way or another we're experiencing grief in our lives and i think that might be what's happening so division is yeah. my concern i'd happily be more distracted by christmas parties and concerts and all yes. the things that we're usually doing this right. time of year yes. yeah yeah but that was important you know we we do a kind of a pre pre-conversation before our, our uh the service and Jeremy was talking how it's important to name these griefs like it's important right now it's important that you put in those comments because if we don't talk about it if we don't talk about our anxieties and fears 
they come out sideways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yes, this, this is kind of for a little project we're doing for Christmas Eve, but it's also good for your soul to let it out so that light can be, can come in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. When I saw your Facebook post, uh, I started, was going to respond, but then I noticed the person right before me said what I was going to say. And yeah. then I looked up and all these people were feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's comfort in that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You feel, yeah. you know, unity that we're I all think, suffering. Yeah, if there's any positive in this whole pandemic is that we're all in it. And, and like I said, everyone is, is having different levels of hardships. And we saw that in those comments on that group, you know, that people are experiencing in such different ways. And yet we all are are suffering on some level, you know, from great to small, and suffering is suffering, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's not really worth saying, well, at least I don't have it as bad as so-and-so, like, that doesn't actually really help me feel much better, probably, um, but to know that, okay, there are others in this, I'm not alone, and, you know, God is in our midst, too, and that's part of the message of the Christmas story, is, is Emmanuel, God is with us. Right. Well, it's interesting, too, like, I love that we name the sort of the rough places in, in our world, but I also want to name the places where good news and hope breaks through. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's, it's about continuing in that conversation because that's a reality. But the beauty of the Christmas story is it doesn't leave us there. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. You know, we go through Advent end. as a season of longing and waiting, but man, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, yeah. you know, it, it, there's something that switches there. Yeah. Um, and so I was, as I was kind of preparing mm. for the sermon, my news feed popped up this week of this story, um, the Dairy Queen in Brainerd. Yeah. yeah. Many of you have probably heard <laughs> yes. this. They had over a course of about a day and a half, two days, whatever it was here, 900 people decided to pay for the meal behind them, not theirs. Theirs was free. Yeah. And so they kept passing this, um, essentially this gift forward. Mm -hmm. And think about a community where 900 people have received a, a blessing and a gift. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta believe Brainerd's a pretty exciting place with, with that type of conversation right now. Yeah, both the receiving and the giving, right? right. It's exciting to be a part of that. That'd be paying it backwards though, because yeah. the person <laughs> right. behind you. backwards. Yep. Right. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'm, I'm fascinated yeah. by that 900 plus people all decided that this was a good way to pay it forward. Yeah. And I love that they paid attention to what was happening and kind of kept track of it. Right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, I think, you know, I, I love the idea that we can be in this suffering together and have some ideas of what each other are going through. But I think we can also not only just commiserate in the suffering, but also celebrate the light that is around us. And that's why I really love this uh, practice of sharing the best parts of our week. We've been doing it at Sacred Wit on Thursday nights for quite a while. And then we're going to, we did it last Sunday and we'll do it again here at the end where we'll invite you to share the best part of your week. Because I think celebrating that light and the joy that we're all experiencing is really important too. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And finding those warm, fuzzy spots. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And thinking about it, like good news, good news rarely makes the news. Sure. But mm -hmm. sitting going, oh yeah, there's there's some good news in all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, the way we've connected to each other, online platform, we've connected with people all over. Yeah. And there's just so many sweet things that you have to go looking for um, in order to sort of pull that out into the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does John Krasinski still do the good news thing? Remember he did that in YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, he sold it off to... Uh, corporation, big oh. <laughs> and then it, it kind of disappeared. Yeah. yeah, 
So, so John, good news. He should reinstate it. Yeah. John, if you're listening. No. Yeah. John, if you're listening, please. Yeah, if you're tuning in, please say hi. Yeah. Right. Tell us where you're from. <laughs> Tell us where you're from. <laughs> and I love that good news breaks through the darkness. I mean, I, I, yeah. I do see and sense that in the world, but it's not all doom and gloom. No. Yeah. There, there are good things happening. Yeah, right. Like, I think that's, I, you know, I noticed that with, like, family time, there's so much of it, which would be a good thing, right? But, like, how many days? 256? 73. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It only feels like 256. Great, you just added 23 more days to it. (laughs) And some days it feels like more, you know? It's a lot. And not even just your children, but if you've been home with your spouse, like, I apologize to Ellie quite a bit. Yeah. You're probably annoying with me. Moving on. And just everything is just so goofy and backwards. Like, you know, I I just, I never thought I'd be the kid's primary teacher, but also parent and also working from home. It's just too much happening at home, you know? I I know it's hard for you guys, but those of us that have kids that are living in New York and Green Bay and up in Duluth and don't get to see them every day, I would love to homeschool my kids. Although they're smarter than me, but um, you, you know, say that. I know I say but... that. I know I say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's that's the that's the tension because there is yeah. this like great joy and like you know like you know so we have a baby at home. Uh, he's getting bigger all the time. Yeah, you know? wait a lot. Uh, <laughs> right. But like you know, I, he's a lot of work and yeah. all of that. But like. I never spent nearly as much time with any of our previous kids when they were that age. Sure. sure. You, know? Yep. The, you know, and so, you know, I try to see the blessings of that, but also it's a lot of diapers and a lot of crying yeah. and a lot of, you know, all that. But so I, I think there are, are blessings and challenges all along the whole way, for sure. It is quite often that I think God is moving in this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much, there's so much good coming out of this really crappy time yeah i mean we 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 have to admit that that it's that it's that there are bad things you know anxieties and fears but it is quite often that i'm reminded that god is doing stuff yeah you know it's pretty evident if you know if we look for it sometimes if we don't look for it it's there i think we notice it more this year i hope you know what i would i don't doubt it yeah we're not as busy yeah, no. that would be my hope is that this Christmas that's so free of distractions that we can pay attention to what is going on, you know, and right. to find those uh, joyous parts and celebrate the little things because that might be most of what we have this year. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I love the, the idea of looking for joyous light breaking through. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, that requires some intentionality. That yep. I'll be honest, I don't always do. Um, yeah, I'm so absorbed in everything else that. Mm-hmm. To focus on the good news intentionally is, is pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.